1: Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God.
0: And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.
2: Song of the redeemed. Let's go to Psalms 139. This is where I started out at when I was trying to look at a few things in Scripture. And in Psalms 139, we have that great, marvelous, oh, let's begin in verse 1. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. By the way, there's a lot implied in that. When you search me and known me, it's not just talking the outward things I've done. As a matter of fact, that's not even a focus here, for the most part. It's talking about the inward parts. The reality is the inward man. He said, Thou knowest my downsitting. This is, of course, externals here. Thou knowest my downsittings and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compassest my path Am I lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. But there is not a word; for there is not a word in my tongue. But lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset beset me behind and before, and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me; it is high. I cannot attain unto it. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? By the way, have you ever tried that? ever tried to go from his spirit and flee from his presence? I certainly have. Not not like Jonah has, but I mean, I never went, tried to go to Tarshish. Uh, you know, I'm not even sure if I could find Tarshish. If I tried, I guess that's where GPS is come in handy. Okay. But uh, but I fl- tried to flee. Many times before I was in Christ, I tried to flee. Many times I tried to resist. I didn't run from it physically, but I resisted the truth that God was trying to do to search the inward parts I resisted the work of God that God was trying to do to reveal the realities of what I was despite what I claimed to be or what I thought I was. And I resisted, but I couldn't get away. It says, If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. And I, if I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee. But the night shineth as the day, the darkness and the light are both alike to thee. That's just fascinating. It makes no difference. Okay. By the way, you can deal that deal with that with the physical light that we see, but we can also deal with that in the realities of the spiritual spiritual realm. Okay. It, it, nothing's hid from God. It's just nothing. We just <laughs> matter of fact I, I just laugh at myself sometimes about, you know, when I find my, my stubborn will sometimes resisting the will of God and it just and it just like you fool. You know, it's just all it is. It's just you you full. I mean it's, 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 you're not going to win. Okay, you can fight all the rest of your days. You're not going to win. Okay, it's you'll just destroy yourself. You just that's all that'll take place. It goes on to say in verse 13, he says, "For thou hast possessed my reins; thou hast covered me in my mother's womb." He says, "I will praise thee, for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made." You know, it's funny because we, you know what, you know what natural man does. The natural man looks only on the externals. When we read that passage, so often. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Oh, man, those members. Those members are fascinating, by the way. You know, we showed Bible school some years ago that, and it was a good, good, I think, really good uh, uh, thing, you know, but it deals with the development of the human, the human body as far as in the womb. And, uh, you know, very discreetly, it's dealing with, of course, it's written, it's uh, done up for young children. It gives you a lot of scientific realities of what actually is taking place as each of those fingers is formed and the glories of his work. But that's just the covering. That's just the tabernacle, isn't it? That's just that earthly tabernacle. Okay. Here of this world. And you know, you look at this passage of scripture. What did he begin with? He said, thou hast possessed my reins." Then what did he continue with? That which he built about, those reins, That earthly tabernacle. Follow through. He said, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. David, being a spiritually minded man, wasn't just focused on the externals, was he? Follow through. Read the next thing. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought. Where? In the lowest parts of the earth. He's dealing with the body, ain't he? Your body was curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth? No, your body was was fashioned in the mother's womb. What's he dealing with? He's dealing with the reins. That's what he's dealing with. You know, we read through these passages of Scripture, and you know, it's funny because it's only been probably within the last year that as I've read through Psalms 139, I actually stopped and actually paid attention to what I was actually saying. And I'm looking at curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, my friend. That's not dealing with what you see. That's dealing with what you don't see. You know, the Bible tells us concerning the reality of all things were made by Him. It speaks of that reality that without Him was not anything made that was made. It speaks later on in the Word of God of the fact that He made all things both visible and invisible, the Scriptures tell us. The things that can be seen and the things that cannot be seen. Could I tell you what? My Bible tells me that the body without the spirit is what? Is dead, the Scriptures tell us. Therefore, when Bible, when God took Adam and he formed out of the, the dust of the earth, okay, he formed a man. What did he do? He didn't just leave that that inanimate body there. The Bible tells us he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. Now, by the way, that breath of life was not composed of 71% nitrogen and however much a percentage of oxygen their our atmosphere is composed of. It's not the atmospheric air. When that child comes forth from that womb and takes his first breath of this atmospheric air, that's not when life begins. Okay. But by any measure, never has and never will. It was not a matter of the atmosphere of this world. That was an act of God. And you know what? David's marveling at the glories of the work of God because he understands that that soul and spirit comes from God. He understands that soul and spirit is a creation of God. And he speaks of that reality. He said, I, he said, my substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Then he speaks of verse 16. After he gets past the reins, he says, "Thine eyes did see my substance yet being imperfect, and in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them." What did God do? He did just what David said, verse thirteen: "Thou hast possessed my reins, and covered me in my mother's womb." That marvelous reality of God's creation upon conception, that soul and spirit. And that body then built around it. Marvelous work of God. Okay. As I looked at the realities of that, I began to understand the realities of that. It was fascinating. Okay. Now, the curiously rotten lowest parts of the earth. There's, you, well, I will leave that one up. But you can start digging a whole lot, no pun intended, deeper in that, of things that I don't begin to understand. But the marvels of the work of God that are throughout the pages of this book that so often as we read, we just read through. And for me, in my cases. Any times it goes over my head. Let's go back to Job chapter 33. Kind of intrigued as I was looking. I I'm getting off topic now, but maybe I should stay on topic. Of first here, Job 33. I really was just going to wrap this up with this verse. But Job 33 in verse 4 says this: "The spirit of God hath made me, and the breath of the Almighty hath given me life." The spirit of God hath made me. And the breath of the Almighty hath given me life. This is getting completely off topic now. Okay, this is where my mind's churning and stirring and trying to understand because of the truths that I keep coming across. I mean, if I'm going to read my Bible and actually pay attention to it and actually believe it, there, you realize where that puts me? A lot of places in Scripture. I mean, there's whole sections of the Word of God I don't even begin to comprehend. Sometimes I get bogged. down. Sometimes I have to actually just step away and just do some regular reading because if I'm going to actually be a Bible believer, that means I'm actually going to read the whole thing. I'm going to believe the whole thing. I'm going to study the whole thing. There's not going to be one verse I'm going to leave unturned, is it? I mean, mean, at least that's what I... Your Bible says something different. Maybe it does. It's not what my Bible tells me. Okay. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. So therefore... Heck, you know, wow! I get into the Word of God sometimes. I read the past. Boy, you read the Book of Job. The one chapter of the Book of Job, you realize, whoo! How many times? I, I you know, and in the past, I've seen some of the scientific wonders of the creative acts of God. There's a whole lot more deeper going on there than I even begin to comprehend. and never really paid attention to. And you get into the places of Scripture, and as little upon little, line upon line, precept upon precept, come to look at that reality of the soul and spirit of man, and you know, come to the reality of what I've always been taught about the soul and spirit of man. And yet what I'm seeing in scripture, if I actually believe what's being said, is a great deal different. Not concerning the soul, but concerning the spirit of man. Leads me to actually wonder, to be honest with you, and I'm just saying wonder, maybe I even shouldn't, say, shouldn't say this, but I'm saying this so you can dig it out. Leads me to wonder if what took place with the person Jesus Christ wasn't the exception, but the rule of all that died under the curse of the law. Of all that died apart from Jesus Christ. Okay. I'll just summarize with that. There's a whole lot more to it than that. But let's summarize it with that. That when Jesus Christ died, he truly died under the curse of the law. And what took place with the Lord Jesus Christ, not some of the, and I'm not meaning some of the, all the realities of what, the real, of God towards him, and that may be so. I'm just looking at the realities of just the basic tenets of what took place when he died. If that's not, that, it just gets me, it just gets the wheel, I just can't help it Whenever Christ goes and preaches unto the spirits that are in prison whenever I see the book of Ecclesiastes tells me that the spirit of man returns unto the God who gave it okay the spirit of man goeth upward but the spirit of the beast goeth downward the book of Ecclesiastes when I began to look at the reality of man's soul there in hell as the rich man died and in hell he lifted up his eyes the reality that some places well I can go on and on there's just a lot going on in the pages of the word of God and you know what as long as God's doing some teaching in it and helping me in it, I find it all profitable. And I find it richly edified. And you know what it's called? It's called being nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine. And I tell you, it's what nourishes the soul of the child of God. It's what strengthens the inward man when it comes to the truths of the Word of God. So, you know, some of the most richest nourishment I've gotten in the Word of God was just little haphazard stuff, just like I shared with you that I was doing the other day. I'm going to spend some time trying to understand one thing, and I don't even go to the other things that I was looking digging into that the Lord was trying to show me at other things, just that one aspect, the realities of the work of God. Thou hast possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. And there as he covered me in that mother's womb, those reins that possessed. I don't even understand how God, they, they, they were, how, how he did that work. They were wrought of God, the Bible tells us, in the lowest parts of the earth. And then how that body then that he took, that, that, of, of that conception, of that seed of man, that passing on. And all the work that took place, I don't understand how that all fits together. I don't even begin to understand what all is taking place there. I don't even understand all the greater applications thereof. Because sometimes there's more, even than initially, meets the eye. But I tell you something's glorious. It's utterly glorious to be entered into the word of God. And I praise God for that. You know what it does? You know what it does? It enriches the inward man. When that inward man has been born of God. When it's been born of God. It doesn't do a whole lot for the intellect. It confuses me. It makes my head spin. It overwhelms me. My brain just goes into overload. and starts beep, beep, beep. It just crashes. and smoke starts to rise. Okay. But it enriches the inward man. You know, the Bible tells us in all labor there's profit. And I do believe that there's a, t- a degree to which some labor can be far more profitable than others. And I'm talking when, when it comes to laboring in the Word of God. Have you, can, I, can I ask you a question? Have you ever labored in the Word of God without profit? If it, if, there's been, if it seemingly hasn't been profit, it's because of the condition and state of my heart, isn't it? But you know, the funny thing is about it. Even when I look back in hindsight, at the time it might have made, I might have been miserable. At the time I would have just thrown up my hands in frustration. At the time it, it, it just might have seemed completely worthless. But when I look back later on God showed me some things even in that time. There was still profit in it. By the way, if nothing else, God revealed the state of the inward parts of Richard Black at the time in which I'm spending time in the Word of God. There was still profit in it. In all labor there is profit, the Bible tells us. Of course, the context of that in the book of Proverbs is compared to the talk of the lips, which bringeth forth, what is that? penury or whatever the case is. I don't Remember the actual proverb itself. When it comes to the glorious work of the word of God. You know. I'm somebody that can easily. I, I, I'm. I'm not much, I'm not much good in any front for that matter, but my tendency would be to be a little bit more of a doer than a thinker, okay, a little bit more of a doer than a studier, okay, I get up in the mornings and all I can see is all the people I should be trying to reach out to, I can see all the things that need to be done, I see all the, and you know, I'm very guilty many times of just eventually just, I need to get things done, okay, this just needs to be taken care of, I, you know, I, there's profit trying to reach out to people, there's profit trying to send out to, to do this and do that, but you know what, that can't last long, can it? And there's usually little profit in it unless there's in that nourishment, that profit from the precious law of liberty in the inward parts. That manifestation of the work of God, that finger of God, that touch of God in the inward parts where he nourishes us to where there can be true fruit come forth from us. But because it's not of us, it's of the spirit of God. And it's because of the fact that the spirit of God has had an opportunity to minister to our spirit of the work of God and of the glories of his word. You know what? I think I'm just going to stop with that this morning. I'm going to stop. So, chew on it. Do some digging of your own. I might be barking up the wrong tree. I might just be barking up the wrong side of the tree. I might just be at the wrong place in the bark. Do a little digging, okay? Do a little digging. Do a little searching. There's a lot more to be found on everything I just brought up. A lot more to be found. Even just the rains alone, okay? Just the scriptures that speak of the range directly, but also the other truths that relate to it. Just on the realities of soul and spirit of man. Just on the realities of the work of God in the universe. Just on the realities of God's creative acts in regards to man. Just the realities of the death of Jesus Christ. His sacrifice. Just the, but anyhow. Let's close in prayer. Lord, we thank you for your goodness and the opportunity to spend time in your word this morning. We thank you, Lord for your work. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your work through your word. We just ask, Lord, that you would just uh, accomplish or be allowed to accomplish your purposes in all of our services today. Lord, that you would be allowed to reveal yourselves. That, Lord, you would choose to meet with us because you're des- because there's folks that desire uh, to, to meet with you, that desire to have you work in our midst. We ask for your help. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There's
0: a lost soul you start of the sinning